1: Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipone. Let's get to the real reason that we care about the Super Bowl. The gambling. Yes. Well, I'm on Kansas City. You're on the Eagles. Yep. We're not aligned there. We can talk about that, and I'm sure we will over the course of this. Let's talk about the style of the fight. I bet the over at 49. It's now all the way up to 51. Do you see this game being high-scoring or low-scoring? If you had to bet it today, 51 points, would you bet over or under? So, it's at 51 now from 50 and a half?
2: Did it move? Do you have that I,
1: right? I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I see both. Okay, I see both.
2: so... The only reason why I'm asking you like a follow-up question on that is because I've said multiple times this week, like I could see a final score of 27 to 24, and that gets you over. Now, 28 24 would do this Would do that regardless of what you're of talking number. about.
1: Yeah, 50 and a half at most spots and, right now seems to be juiced minus 115, minus 120. But, so it's 50 and a half, 51. Right.
2: So 28 24 doesn't seem. Doesn't seem high scoring to me. No. And that would still get you to over. Like, I'm not a trend better. If anything, I like to almost buck trends. But if you look at the two teams, the odds makers have inflated their totals because of how productive they were in the regular season during the playoffs, and their games have gone under. The Eagles and Chiefs are going under in their playoff games. They've, they're going under in their games late in the year. If you look at the Super Bowl, the only Super Bowls in the last five years that would have gone o- over that total would have been Philly and New England and then San Francisco and Kansas City. By That was exactly 51. That was 31 to 20. So I think they inflate totals because especially for the super bowl cuz no one wants to bet the under and like root for 13 to 3 like the rams and patriots but i still don't think they've made it high enough like i, I think they could have set the total at like 52 and a half or 53 and i think they'd still get a lot of a lot of action on the over to be honest with you
1: so, well, that's interesting because it hasn't moved there. So I don't I don't know if I agree totally with the last point. I do think that the public, you know, always looks to bet the over, but I think that the sharp money would have, you know, normally puts these numbers where they're where they're supposed to be in the market. But my my thought on it is this: the Chiefs have only faced one team this year that has an even comparable rushing attack to Philly, and that's San Francisco, and it was in McCaffrey's first game. The Eagles have really faced no team with a comparable passing attack to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Right? The Eagles are the number one rushing team in the NFL. Chiefs are the number one passing and scoring team in the NFL. So it's a fairly obvious statement But like when the Eagles faced good offenses slash good quarterbacks, the majority of the time they got into shootouts week one against the Lions, 38, 35. Yeah. The Packers scored 33 on them. Uh, One of the games against Dallas was very high scoring. The other one was I think 26, 17, but the other one, uh, was, you know, 40 to 34, whatever it was. So, and then the rest of the games they played, Giants, Commanders, Titans, you know, b- bad quarterbacks, bad offenses, Vikings. They they didn't, They didn't play good passing teams. So I feel like the Chiefs are not really prepared for what they're going to see with the Eagles running attack. And the Eagles aren't really prepared for what they're going to see with the Chiefs passing attack. So I think we're going to see a high scoring game, especially when you factor in Andy Reid, because you might, people would say, well, the, the Eagles defensive line is going to just get after Mahomes. But you got Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare. Like the Chiefs aren't getting shut out in the Super Bowl. I don't think this is a situation like it was against Tampa. Their offensive line isn't that bad. So I, I just think both teams are going to have a decent amount of success doing what they want to do offensively. So, I'm not sure that 27 points is enough to win this game.
2: Uh, I don't think it is either, necessarily. Like, I I have to, like, keep myself from going to the extreme because my – I've thought, like, as I've tried to break this game down in my head, like, the last few days – I keep coming back to the Eagles winning the game by double digits, but you said something there that I have to, like, caution myself with, and, like, it keeps me from going, like, all in and making, like, an absurd bet on the Eagles to win by more than a touchdown or double digits. Like, the Reed thing about having all this time does spook me. Yeah. Because the numbers back that up. That when you give him extra time to prepare, he's even better than he is in normal circumstances.
1: I mean, dude, Travis Kelsey was asked this week, How do you always get so open? He's like, Andy Reid, baby. Mahomes, when he was on with our buddy Nick Wright, was like, "Uh, I don't think I should ever be an underdog as long as I have Andy Reid as my coach. And they're not, they're not wrong, man. Like he's, You can say what you will about him. He's not aggressive enough in game or game management stuff. Fine. But in terms of play design and game plan and play calling, he's the best in the NFL. He's number one, the best in the NFL. So I just... I think if I'm them, I would want to start with the ball. If I won the coin
2: toss, I don't think I'd do what 99% of the time you see, and that's defer. Which is what he does. Well, I think I want to go up on Philadelphia and put the pressure on them if
1: I could. I, I I've I've thought about that too. I don't, I don't know if you would if you buck that trend. It's just so it's such an advantage to have the extra second half possession and to try to get the two scores in a row to end the second quarter and start the third. But I hear what but, you're saying. But Philadelphia is such a front-running team,
2: right? If you trust what you've worked on for two weeks and you're the number one offense in the league and whether they want to say it or not you might be a little bit concerned about your defense why not think all right we'll start at our own 25 yard line and here's what i've got here's what we've worked on to take a 75 yards downfield to open with a touchdown and put the pressure right on philadelphia to start the game
1: it'd be ballsy it'd be it'd be really ballsy um because I don't I, like – I
2: mean, I know that like Mahomes, look, what he did against San Francisco, that whole playoff run, you never count him out. He's the great, greatest player. He's the best player in the league. But I'd like to see how Philadelphia responded if they got
1: knocked down in the first round. I agree. Um, so, okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you, um, what do you make, if anything – From how many different Niners, because I've now seen three, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Robbie Gold, who have all come out and said some version of that they are positive that they would have won the game. And in the case of Ayuk, he's like talking a ton of shit and saying it would have been double digits and that they are frauds and all. Like basically what you're saying, they're front runners who beat bad teams. If Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, do you think that is just sour grapes or is there something to we really just haven't seen the Eagles be challenged basically all year? The biggest challenge they got was the Cowboys game.
2: Well, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all offensive guys who are saying that. I think the fact that they've said that tells you that, like, they think that. They got horrible luck with that injury, and they never had a fair fight and a chance in that game. I think if a defensive player said that, I would go sour grapes and and tell them to shut the F up. Like, you got it shoved down your throat by the Eagles repeatedly in that game. And even though it started with a Devontae Smith, not a catch play, they got ruled a catch-like, they went at you. And they didn't even really, like, make plays downfield through the air to beat you. So, like, I get it how the 49ers would feel like they, you know, there's going to be a lot of, like, what if with that game. And, dude, I've talked to guys this week, like, I talked to DeAndre Hopkins and I talked to James Conner, both from the Cardinals, and they sucked, but they played both teams. And both of those guys said that they thought that the chiefs were
1: way better than the eagles now that's just Dude, one the, perspective the chiefs, the chiefs schedule if you look at it compared to what the eagles have played yeah but well, I mean, we said you, it all year
2: the afc was the better cop with well, the afc was the better conference we said it all year
1: i know i know but but like it, it, it's, it's pretty extreme man like because the the chiefs did get the Niners and then the teams that they played in the playoffs, they also played in the regular season. So they played the Jaguars twice, the Bengals twice, the Niners once the, the bills once the chargers twice. They've got 10 tough games on their schedule, two against burrow, two against Lawrence, one against uh, Allen, two against uh, Herbert. Like they, this is a team for better or worse that has been as tested as you possibly can be over the course of the season and you just can't say the same about Philadelphia. I well I
2: do think that I do think that the um, my ear piece has falling out. I do think though that the Chiefs are lucky to be here. I do feel part of that like they needed Osai. To commit a penalty that kept that game from going to overtime, and they needed Jacksonville to complete one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history. Now, I would still say the Chiefs beat the Chargers, but that's not like a that's not an eight and a half point spread if they have to play them. You know that's I mean
1: sure, but I mean but the Eagles got Brock Purdy with no. Ability to throw forward and Josh they knocked him out though. They get credit for that. Oh, they oh didn't... I mean fair fine. Fair, fair fair enough. But I mean it's it still is they got they got to play a team who was playing their fifth quarterback of the season.
2: Yeah, but would you look at the 49ers if they went into that game with Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo and given them a better chance to win?
1: Um I mean I, I think having a healthy quarterback.
2: Yeah, but the quarterback was healthy before they made him injured. That's my but, point. Like that's not that's not injury luck for the Eagles. They they mugged a guy.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I understand what
1: you're saying. Okay, but okay. But so, so do you buy the, uh, the, the concern the, the I've said it all week, man. The Eagles. The, the argument to say that the Eagles are going to win this game is pretty easy. They have the better overall roster. They've got the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line. They should win the game in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think it's a fairly easy argument to make for them. We talked about it on the last pod. But so I've been th- I've been thinking about other ways for it, and to me, it's coach, quarterback, and. They've been really tested, and I think the Eagles' defense, we might be overstating what it is because they've beaten up on a bunch of junior varsity NFL or NFC teams this year.
2: Yeah, they played the a- they played the AFC South, so their crossover games were easy. They played the Steelers. Like, they did not play any of those elite teams. If you go opponent by opponent, the best you're going to come up with is like, Dak Prescott, as far as quarterbacks that they played, Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of that Eagles game and Jordan love had to come in. So like,
1: and the Packers still scored 33 points. They did. I know. (laughs) And the Lions scored 35 on them. I know, man. Like
2: I, I just, I look at the chiefs and I go position by position and player by player. And I'm like, if they had, even for as good as Andy Reid is, if you replace Patrick Mahomes with an average quarterback, they would have been their season would have been done a month ago. Well, yeah, but they have Pat Mahomes. I I, I know, dude. I know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I agree. If Chad Henne was starting for the Chiefs, I wouldn't be picking him. I,
2: I mean, you might disagree with this, but like. The quarterback is going to – if the Chiefs win, the quarterback is going to elevate, like, the team's place in NFL history. Like, no one will look at them as a paper champion or, like, a fraudulent champion or, like, a bad team that got hot because they have Mahomes. But I think if they win, they're on – they're, like – they're – they're not. They're definitely in the bottom third of teams that have won Super Bowls
1: from a talent oh, no, perspective. No, but, here, but here, dude, hold on a second. They they went fourteen and three with that schedule that we just talked. I know, about. I know. <laughs> like they they would go seventeen and three, and it'd be their. Second Super Bowl in five years with five straight AFC Championship game appearances and a Super Bowl loss. Like, there's nothing paper tiger about it, man. It's it is a, it is a testament to coach and quarterback, and and I mean, I Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, and Chris Jones is one of the three best defensive linemen in football, and like, you know, they're a top heavy roster. They 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 they, they rostered on the active roster in the last playoff game nine draft picks. That's insane. Like, from rookies, like, not not like yeah. guys they've ever drafted. Nine guys from this last draft were active in a playoff game as rookies. So it, it's not a very deep roster, but the guys that they have are all world at their respective positions. And so I think, and they're battle-tested, man. Like, let's see if Hertz falls behind and needs to throw him back in this game. Let's see how Sirianni does under the bright lights. Like, the Chiefs know what's coming. Maybe for worse, like, if, if listen, the the Eagles' defensive line might make this all sound ridiculous and get after Pat Mahomes for seven sacks, and it'll go back to, I think, the fairly basic analysis of Eagles' D-line much better than Chiefs' offensive line, etc. But the Chiefs will not be scared.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.